Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This episode is also brought to you by the TAPA Institute. The TAPA Institute helps auditors acquire the skills needed to earn certifications and hunt self-awareness and master audit leadership. TAPA Institute is throwing one of the biggest free virtual global internal audit summers of the year on February 16th and 17th of 2022. When the world finally opens back up, an event like this is gonna cost thousands of dollars for you to attend when you add flights and hotels. And the TAPA Institute is offering this valuable information from expert speakers for free. At the Global Internal Audit Summit, you're gonna learn how to become a more effective communicator, how to leverage data analytics, how to be innovative in a changing environment. You're gonna learn ways to audit more effectively and efficiently. You're going to learn how to continue to grow professionally with technology, and you're going to learn how to network with like-minded professionals. So see the show notes for a link to get your free ticket to the Virtual Global Internal Audit Summit. This week on the show, we have Sabine Charles. She's the CEO of the TAPA Institute, and the title's kind of dead giveaway. <laughs> this is about how to pass your certifications, regardless of CPA or CIA, or even if you are wanting to become a hairdresser, Sabine has kind of the answer for you. So some of the things that we talk about on the show is what are the, the key elements to passing a certification of any given sort? We also talk about what the TAPA Institute is doing for the audit profession. And Sabine also shares some really interesting use cases from some of the students that she's had that seemed all but hopeless or lost and really without a chance to get their certification. And so Sabine walks us through how she was able to help them, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. And then interestingly enough, we also talk about why she started the TAPA Institute. And I say interesting because the roots of where it came from kind of blew my mind considering what she's doing now. So be sure to check that out. Sabine also authored Cracking the Code Techniques for Certification Exam Success. It's gotten really good reviews on Amazon. It's a short read, only 93 pages. And so that means that it is to the point. There's not a lot of filler and fluff and, and things like that in there. So I highly recommend that. Here we go. What makes your brain happy? <laughs> what makes my brain happy asleep? Nice. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur, sleeping is something that really makes my brain happy because if I'm running on, on um, fumes, I'm not a happy person, nor am I productive. So what makes my brain happy is sleep. That might be my favorite answer so far. <laughs> but you know what? But you, but you know what? I actually talk about that in when I'm tutoring people. That's Good. part of my package. Yeah. Really for them to understand that sleep is important so that that's when your brain shrinks and gets rid of all the toxins yeah. and then it rearranges and reconciles memory so if you, especially if you're studying for an exam yep. you need to have that sleep so, and helps you to study better and memorize and recall more effectively yeah you so retain sleep it yeah. takes yeah and retain so it's so important at they say that cramming doesn't really work yeah it doesn't 
because you're studying when you're sleep deprived and it's like you're studying when you're drunk Mm -hmm. and it just does not work. So sleeping is so important when people are trying to pass certification exams. What song makes your brain happy? Ha ha ha. (laughs) So the song that makes my brain happy, it, it feels so good. Have you ever heard of it? By Sonique. <laughs> She's a British artist. And I like dance music. See, this is the thing. That's a very, very hard question for me because I like dance music. Salsa, merengue, samba, compa, just dance hall kind of music. So I love dance music to make you happy. So it's hard for me to really answer that question. So I had to, you know, that's the first song that comes to my mind when you said, when you asked me that question, but any music that has me up and to embarrass my children in front of their friends, me trying to do some of the dances is the song of the, that's the best <laughs> song. my favorite song. That is the best song, especially as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs seem to have kind of the best tools. So what's your, your favorite tool of choice, whether that's um, for protect productivity or monitoring your sleep or anything like that? What's your favorite tool? That's a very, very difficult question for me. What's my favorite tool? Well, the tool that I use the most is my phone, right? <laughs> I, I run, that is my go-to, my calendar, my my um, client questions. I mean, that is, if I lose my phone, I think I'll probably just, just cry. <laughs> quit. So I, huh? Just quit. I'm telling you. Yeah. Because what else are we going to do? The phone is the computer of the, of the entrepreneur. And if we lose our phone, I think that'll be a big problem. I think tools that we use are varied as we grow our company we are looking at ways to be more effective and efficient. So we're Mm -hmm. constantly looking at ways, technologies that are out there to help us streamline things from payroll and uploading people onto the company versus just giving the client the service that they deserve and they're looking for and just so that it's seamless. So we're always trying to figure out ways to make the product the best it could be. So there are various tools that we would use, but for me right now, it's my phone. My phone is my tool of choice. All right. Let's talk about the TAPA Institute. What makes the TAPA Institute different from other online learning um, programs? Well, at TAPA, we focus on our constituents. We focus on the client where we come up with customized study plans. So let me just take a step back. TAPA Institute provides services and help professionals pass certification exams, primarily in the accounting and auditing world, but mm-hmm. we do beyond that. We do, uh, right now I have, I'm helping people with massage therapy, nursing, all of those modes because I'm teaching people how to learn and process information. So what we do that's different is that we create customized study plans based on a working person's life. I have some clients who actually study in their closet because they have a small, a three-year-old running around and they have to hide. I have (laughs) clients, we rearrange study modes and methodologies to really cater to their lifestyle. Before the pandemic, we had people studying in their car. They had sessions with me while they're waiting for their kids to at basketball practice. And we, they have an hour. So we do a, a, a session there. 
So we customize our study plans so that they have the time to go through the material and I teach them some methods. In addition to that, we customize our tutoring session. You may learn differently than I. I have games I've created. I have gone to a shopping mall to teach someone how to process auditing. Mm. So it really depends on how they understand, how you learn is how I adapt my tutoring sessions. And that's why we have such a high pass rate. And I'm a certified hypnotist. All right. That is, that is the, that is the full package. I mean, so, and you were talking about the, the emphasis on sleep earlier. Is there any like sleep coaching or training or the importance of sleep? And cause I know, um, in studying when I was in school, as I pulled an all nighter, I retained the material less and less. And that's kind of, that was something that stuck out to me. It was like, I think I'm supposed to sleep, you know? So is there anything like that, that, that comes with it? Right. That's where I talk about the hypnosis piece, because we talk about the other side. It's a holistic approach. So we do mention about sleep and we talked about making sure you change your sleeping patterns. Like I have a person right now who studies uh, between nine to 4 a.m. because he can't sleep hmm. and he's going to take his exam in the afternoon. So what I suggest is that he starts studying the time that he's going to take his exam. So his brain, just like when we train ourselves to sleep at a certain time, we're training our brains to process information a certain time. So now no longer he's going to be studying that late at night because of his schedule. We pushed it up so that he's going to study around the same time he's going to take his exam. So those are some of the things or some of the methods that I apply and I help my clients. And that's personal, right? Not everyone's studying at four o'clock, uh, nine or 10 o'clock in the evening to 4 a.m. in the morning. So it really depends on that person and in tweaking some of their activities to maximize their chances to pass that certification exam. Any, do you have any wildly successful success stories? I am so proud of my clients. I have had people who have come to me after failing 12 times. Wow. 12 times. Well, kudos Just, to them for continuing to try. I'm telling you. I love that. And so I have people who come to me and then we analyze what they're doing wrong or, or you know, some of the areas they can improve and some of the things that they're doing well. Then afterwards, they pass. So it's really the what we do in that skills assessment is so important to drive their, the success rate higher. I have people who actually failed. I have a specific person who's actually... Um, a recent case, he failed FAR, which is the CPA part, the CPA exam, because I do CP, like I said before, I do all certifications, but he's a FAR example, a CPA example. He failed FAR with a 57. He came to me saying, I need help. He was studying 18 hours a day mm. and just waking up, going to sleep, waking up, studying the whole day, not taking a break, going to bed, and then doing that same routine for weeks, he got a 57. He came to me going, I need help because I put in all my efforts to pass. So what we've done, what we did with him is that we analyzed when is his sweet spot, 
we came up with a study plan so he could actually go to the movies and have a social life <laughs> so he could take a break. <laughs> and then we came up with respites. In between studying, there's your brain really needs some time to recover. And so we do that kind of pattern and we created that in the study plan. After doing that and going through tutoring sessions with me, and we ha I have another product called Boot Camp, where it's a sparring exercise with me, he ended up with a 90 in FAR. I'm, and just, I'm so happy. And he has now passed three parts with me and we're working on the last part right now. And the, the science that you're talking about relative to the brain and sleep and, and other areas that you're, you've covered so far, that this isn't like voodoo magic uh, doesn't really exist. It's science backed, right? It, exactly. It's science based because right now I'm doing a lot of research because you may not know this. I'm working on my doctorate okay, congrats. on emotional intelligence and leadership performance. And so in my research, I have to constantly read and understand how these mechanisms are feeding into each other. And this is what I bring to the table. This is not something I just made up. <laughs> this is stuff that I've studied and also I'm applying to the, uh, on my clients and helping them pass these certification exams. That's incredible. I, I, I think I would have to go back to school for like another two years just to sit for a CPA. But if I do decide to do that, I'm coming to you. Um, <laughs> and you'll get, and you'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so from your experience in training auditors, because I know that your background is in internal audit and while you're helping yeah. these massage therapists kind of learn how to study and, and how the brain works and things like that, your your professional background is with audit and internal audit. So Correct. and then working with them to get them trained up, what are the skills that you're seeing that they need? Oh, we have we are a mixed bag. And this is why and this is why I'm planning to have this summit. I'm having a summit coming up, just an FYI. I'm having a summit coming up in February. And I sat, and the reason why I created this summit is because of that same question you're asking me. I work, I've worked in internal audit for my whole career. I mean, I did a little bit of, I was a controller at one point, but really in the accounting right. auditing space. And in that journey, I realized that we need certain things. Like for example, we have to understand technology. We need to know how to speak to one another. We need to be not wasteful. And just because the procedures say do A, Q, and W, we just become a robot and do A, Q, and W. We need to actually put some judgment into it. So some of the skills that I see that we all need is really, for example, um, understanding new technologies. Blockchain is like new in the world and we don't really completely understand it, but auditors need to focus on that and try to. We need to understand how to communicate. We have a, I have a guest speaker at this summit who is going to talk about these five critical elements on creating questions to get the right answers. As someone that, as someone that hosts a podcast, I'd never quite understood the value of asking a good question uh, until I started doing this. So it, it is absolutely critical to ask good questions. And conflict resolution, just really with that, just working with people. And now with this environment where we're via Zoom, a lot of us having the decorum and professionalism that is needed, even in the Zoom meetings are kind of, we have to relearn that. 
So That's as correct. auditors, we have to now change our skills that we use that face-to-face -face kind of interview and move it onto a platform that may not necessarily have those social cues or ability to catch the social cues that are that you would in a formal, a face-to-face -face setting. Yeah, that's great. That's that's going to be a, a huge help for sure. Um, I know you have everything that we've discussed already relative to the TAPA Institute. What are the what is your team aiming to accomplish this year at the TAPA Institute? We are trying. My goal for TAPA Institute is to spread knowledge of accounting, auditing, and exam and certification taking techniques. I want people to be the best they can be. At the end of the day, I think, yes, go to college, get your, your undergrad, get your master's, get the education you need. But once you leave there, you have to get specialized for you to propel in your career. And that specialization either is a certification or a license. And that's where I think TAPA Institute is adding value helping people level up their career. I'm curious if there's a, so you have CIA courses, yes. uh, CPA courses. I'm curious if there is, let's say something really um, technical maybe that is narrow and isn't, a, isn't a current offering of yours, but there are obviously resources online and a, some kind of certification to take for that. Could you also help? It sounds like you could. Could you also help folks in that situation where it's like, hey, I don't know how to um, develop a workflow in Alteryx, but I can teach you how to learn it. I actually helped the hairdresser pass her hairdresser certification. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The hairdresser, hairdresser. And the, yeah. And the massage therapist. Right. And the massage therapist. So it's again, I'm not in that space, but I have taken science courses. So I'm familiar with some of the terminology. Yeah. It's not completely off. I even helped an investment banking person get a certification. So again, I'm teaching people how to learn, how to process the information and attack the questions. I may not be an expert of the, the material besides my background of accounting and auditing and anything around that, that space, but I am helping people really figure out how they could process the information so that they could pass their exams. So in terms of that technical piece, like, so give me a concrete example to see if I can help them. Because sometimes I tell people, I can't help you with the GED because that's not my sweet spot. My sweet spot is certification exams in the space of audit, accounting, forensics, um, risk management, information technology. And then those, and then some of the other ones are really me teaching techniques more so than the material. Yeah. So I think the example that I was getting at would be something very technical that maybe doesn't fall under your um, umbrella of background, but you have the techniques. It sounds like that could still help that person. Correct. Pass. Okay. Correct. Perfect. If you could grab every auditor in the world by the shoulders and just shake them and say, just please do this one thing, what would that thing be? Don't be afraid to show who you are. Because what happens is that we are trained to be objective. And sometimes that doesn't mean that we should not be connected. We need to be objective, but also have the ability to share what we think and process the information and communicate that. And that's something that I 
would like to, if I were to take someone and shake them and say, communicate and be you, and it's okay to make mistakes because we're always going against the client, you know, and I'm saying going against because some people believe that's the way it is. And that's the piece where we need to work more in that collaboration piece and being clear in how we communicate with not only amongst us, but with the auditee. I wish I would have been given that advice when I came out of school. When I was in public accounting, I thought I was supposed to like talk a certain way or write even a certain way or dress a certain way. And it took like a solid year before I felt comfortable enough to, to be myself. It also doesn't help that I have a bit of a smart mouth. And I was like, I'm probably going to get fired or like I'm HR is going to be banging on my door if I'm myself, you know, <laughs> but that that's great advice. It really hits home for me. What would you say is like the one thing in learning how to learn? Or like, I want to go learn this new technology, regardless of what it is. What's the one thing that I need to know psychologically to do that? Is it like focus on sleep, time management even? or It's like all the above. I was just about to say that. So if I were to say, if I were to figure out, okay, what are the top three things that you need to focus before even endeavoring? Do you have the support? Mm -hmm. Do you have the support? Because some I have working women who are who have small children, single mom trying to pass exams, and they may not have babysitters. I mean, I'm hearing the baby actually participating. Oh, you know what I do with my clients like that? So when I have a mom who has who has a small child, I tell the mom to get the kid to participate in helping them study. Nice. How? I ask them, so the kids are sitting on their lap and then you tell the kid, press the letter C after you read the question. Yeah. Press the letter A. And then, you know, <laughs> that's how I help. So again, it depends on the, the situation. I, um... So then that child is interacting. It's like, mommy, can I, and I've even heard, it's like, mommy, can I help you study again? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So you have them come in and see and let them see that you're studying and then they go away because they get bored after 15 minutes of yeah. pressing A, B, yeah. B, you know, yeah. type of stuff. But at least they feel like they're part of the process. And then you could actually focus on doing your stuff. Okay. So things that I would really advise people to do before even doing any type of certification studying is really to figure out your support. You have to manage your time. And you have to really get the best material that resonates with you. A lot of times people buy the cheapest material mm -hmm. and the cheapest material may not be the most effective material. And if you need help, ask. Perfect. And it's not necessarily come to tap the Institute, but you may need help. I mean, definitely come to tap the yeah. Institute. <laughs> but the thing is that if you need help, you need to find that support. And that goes back to my first point. And it's not like your mom or dad or something like, oh, for, I'm, I love you. But support means technical support to get you through the material. Because sometimes it's very technical and you're just reading it and it's, or you're watching the video and you don't have that answer question. You know, like you may just have a question that clarifies a, a plethora of information, but you just don't have that place or that resource to tap that question into. That, that was one of the uh, support. They didn't talk about time in the 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 thing that I'd showed, but, um, obviously time management is important, but the, um, 
like having someone to bounce the question off of, as opposed to like sitting there and trying to Google it yourself, they're like, find basically a mentor, somebody that already knows this stuff. So you can go, Hey, I wrote this thing and it's not working the right way yeah, relative to analytics and it's not working the right way. Um, I've troubleshot it this way, this way, this way. And they can go, uh, yeah, you forgot a semicolon right there. And you go, okay, that would have taken me two hours to figure out. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But see, see, that's why sometimes I say I'm not a tutor because I'm a tutor. I'm a psychiatrist, right? You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. a coach in some instances. So it's really, I provide a support function of service to my clients, depending on what it is. I had a person who called me up. She was studying for her exam. She called me up because she had to put her dog down and she was just in tears. Mm-hmm. And her exam was in three days. So, I mean, that's the kind of service we provide. Gotcha. I've even driven someone to the exam site because they were so afraid to take the exam after spending weeks studying for it. I got in my car and I was like, you're taking the exam, my dear. I drove her to the exam site. This was before COVID and make sure she took the exam and she passed. But sometimes, you know, it's, I'm not just a tutor. I'm really dedicated in getting people passing and moving through their career so that they could be successful because you know what it is i didn't have that support because i i actually failed the reason why i started tapper institute is because i failed an exam i i kept failing this one exam it was tied to my job they asked they told they hired me at this nice job that i was like my dream job and they said i had to pass the certification within one year and i was like well that's no big deal sure But the pressure of it being tied to my job caused me to just have so much anxiety. I had to be rushed to the doctor because I had neck problems. Wow. I was, my neck was, I was so stressed out and I kept failing and failing. I took other certification exams and I passed them, but then I kept failing this one. So that's why I ended up thinking, well, I, there's something that I'm not getting. So I went to training. I went across the country for training courses I went in my lo- in my backyard, I'm, you know, locally in New York. I went, I went to a hypnotist. I mean, yoga retreats. I mean, you name it. All these learning techniques. I was taking courses on how to absorb information. What's the best time to study? Those type of things just to kind of figure out what was going on with me. And once I cracked the code, that's when I said, I'm going to start this business. And I also wrote a book about cracking the code of passing certification exams. So this is kind of coming from me and you could tell that this is coming deep, yeah, deep, meaning that I really believe that anyone who has a dream could achieve it. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.